This episode of the Superpowered Fancast is brought to you by Shirt Punch. Uh, Shirt Punch's website, uh, www.shirtpunch.com. It's the best place on the internet to grab limited edition pop culture t-shirts. Now, this is an amazing site. I'm looking at it right now. They've got some great designs, some great shirts, even have uh, tote bags, uh, some great pop culture references and things uh, on them. Just if you go to shirtpunch.com, they look amazing. Now, they do four new designs daily, and they're only up for 24 hours, and they all are uh, $10 each. Now, they do custom t-shirts they even do like t-shirts with glow in the dark and metallic prints they have a a selection of gallery uh tees as well it's just amazing i'm again i just i'm looking at all of these tees and just amazing they got some really uh fun pop culture stuff for uh for things that you like a lot of digitally printed stuff that i that i know that that i'm looking to get something and because they have something for every fandom i mean they've got uh stuff for gamers anime fans horror movies sci-fi video games just all over the map all kind of fan all kinds of fandom they have something for now i'm going to suggest that you check back daily because what i do is i look every day since they're only up for 24 hours i check back daily so i don't miss out on the new designs that are that are there and every day again new exciting designs shirtpunch.com now, when you do find something you love, if you use the promo code POD10 during checkout, you get 10% off your order. And they ship internationally. So they ship to North America, to Australia, everywhere in between. So that is www.shirtpunch.com. Company is Shirtpunch. The promo code POD10 gets you 10% off your first order. Check daily. Again, these designs, uh, these designs change every day, and they're definitely worth it worth taking a look at i'm going back to looking at them right now i think they're amazing shirtpunch.com Welcome to episode 47 of the Superpowered Fancast. This is Darren. I uh, just want to say welcome back. Um, I know it's been a couple weeks since I've done an episode. It's been a while since I've done a YouTube episode as well, but I'm going to get back into making sure that I'm doing them on the regular. But I just want to say to everyone who's been who's been listening, who's been watching on the, on the YouTube channel, I appreciate you and everything that you do. And I just kind of want to get right into it because there's been a lot of stuff going on in the uh, since the last time that I recorded and hopefully the recording on this is better with fingers crossed but we'll see and I think it's I think it's going to work this time either way every episode's a learning experience so I'm learning from this one and I'll hopefully I'll do better on the next one but just getting into it automatically the first thing I want to talk about is solo solo a star wars story now I am one of the people who, when the when it was initially announced that there was going to be a solo movie, I I thought why? I mean, I literally sat there and I thought why? Why would they make a, a movie about Han Solo when I mean Harrison Ford has given the definitive performance of the character? 
Like, I didn't think there was anything that really needed to be said. He's a, he's a rogue. He's a scoundrel. He's a galaxy badass. I mean, there's, there's nothing else that you could say about Han Solo that, you know, that I think that your imagination couldn't have created. Like, I think his adventures, the adventures in my mind, I thought would be a better film than anything that, you know, Lucasfilm could bring out. And then, you know, you couldn't have Harrison Ford back in it. So I just, I never thought that there was a reason for a Han Solo movie. So I was reticent to actually go and see it. And then I just decided to go. And I can tell you right now, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was incredibly fun. I loved the cast. I loved the, I loved the visuals. I thought that there were some great moments in the film, like everyone seemed to be enjoying themselves, like doing their best. I thought it was, I thought if anything, I thought it was fun just to boil down everything, but I am going to kind of get into some of the details and some of the reasons why I enjoyed it. And one of the main things was, is that if you really think about the, the trilogy films, you think about like the, the uh, Skywalker films and, and all of those, and I love them. I love every one of them. I love everything that they add to the canon, everything they they add to the story. But one of the things that I that was missing, I'm gonna say, from the last two films, from uh, both the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, they seemed, and and even Rogue One, they all seemed like really heavy because they were all about the, uh, you know, either the, the the birth of the rebellion or how important it was to get the inf- the information on the Death Star and Rogue One to, you know, continuing the legacy of uh, Luke Skywalker and um, Leia and Han in uh, Force Awakens and, and how uh, heavy everything is with the, you know, philosophy of, uh, of the Jedi and in, uh, in The Last Jedi. With all of those things there, it kind of, you know, all of the films seemed a little heavy like they they had some weight on them and that and that's fine I think that's great in fact because that's you know what I really want to see from these films like I want the mythology to continue I want the the Jedi order to be restored I want to see that story what made solo different was and was the fact that it was fun in fact it made a point of being fun I think that's why I really enjoyed the film is because it was, I mean, it was, it was a heist film. It was a heist film. There was, everyone was a badass. I loved uh, Donald Glover as Lando. Uh, I loved Amelia Clark as Kira. Uh, I I loved Willie Harrelson as, as Beckett. Everyone in the film seemed to be doing a, doing a lot, but because it was on the fringe of the, bigger Star Wars story it it I think it worked better it worked better as a film because I, I again it took um, it took a lot of the the heavy mythology stuff off the table and just made a really fun film a really fun Star Wars film and I think that's that's what made that's what made it work and I'm gonna be I'm gonna just be out there and say it like all the people who hated the Last Jedi. I don't know why you hated The Last Jedi. I don't really particularly care. But if you didn't particularly like The Last Jedi, that's fine. But this is 
Solo's a different film. Solo actually kind of has that classic Star Wars filmmaking to it. And I think that's all, uh, I think that's all a testament to Ron Howard. I think he did a great job of kind of bringing back the, the fun and the wonder of Star Wars. And the, this is, this is a really great film. I'm definitely one of those people who I've literally said, I'm, I'm perfectly willing to eat crow on this because I, you know, I doubted its reason for being. And I'm the first one to say I was absolutely wrong. I think it's, I think it's a really great film and I'm hoping, I mean, even though box office on it, uh, especially, I say, especially the, the first weekend wasn't great. I honestly think it's, it's a, it's a movie worth seeing. It's definitely a movie worth seeing for people who love Star Wars and love the characters. I think you're definitely, I think you're going to enjoy it and I'm going to recommend going to see it. I think I gave it an eight out of 10. Um, but it is definitely a movie worth seeing. If you're a Star Wars fan, if you say that you're a Star Wars fan, if you are truly a Star Wars fan, you're going to go and see Solo. And you're going to find things that you enjoy. You're going to find things maybe you don't enjoy. I think like the first maybe 10 to 15 minutes of the film dragged a little for me. But once it really started going, it, it, it didn't stop. And I was and I was on board for that journey. I thought it was incredible. Again, I thought it was incredibly fun. I know I keep saying that, but I mean it. It was a fun movie. So it's definitely one that I'm going to recommend that that people go and see. And, you know, don't let the don't let the naysayers, you know, keep you from experiencing something like everything in the geek world. If you don't support it, they won't make it. So if you do support it, we'll make they'll make more of it. And maybe they'll make something that you like. Maybe they'll make something that you don't. But at the same time, if we if we stop now, if we step back and stop supporting uh, these geek things that we've you know campaigned for years to get. Then honestly, it's on us when they start to stop making them when they go away and we start sitting around wondering, hey, why can't they why can't we have this? Why can't we have this movie? It'll be on us because we didn't we started the process of not supporting the things that we loved because maybe they weren't the thing. Maybe they weren't made the exact way we wanted them to. And then, you know, it'll transition from there it'll, and it'll be our fault. Now, speaking of other things, just to kind of um, just kind of get into something a little lighter, Deadpool Two is another big summer film that came out, the sequel to Deadpool, starring uh, Ryan Reynolds and Marina Baccarin and Josh Brolin, and uh, this is a, a a really fun movie. Now, I'm gonna be one of those people that says it was fun. It was a great, funny movie. I didn't like it as much as the first. And it, it, and again, it doesn't take anything away from it being a funny film. It was incredibly funny. It has some really funny moments. I just think it didn't really, it didn't really elevate much in way of, you know, uh, action or adventure. I mean, there were some, there's some great scenes and I like that they still kind of, you know, are pushing the 
pushing the element. There's some great cameos, like definitely, like oh, the same thing. It's like just just to kind of uh, just honestly to kind of go back to Solo. When you do watch it, there's a scene de- uh, at the end of the movie, like really towards the end of the movie, that you're gonna be excited about. And it, it's not a Marvel film, so there's no after credit scene, but you're gonna want to stick around towards the end of the film because it is it does have a great scene for all of you uh for all of you clone wars and rebels fans it's definitely something for you but uh getting back to uh to deadpool 2 um there's some great funny moments there's a great uh kind of cameo moment at the x mansion um there's some great funny moments a lot of unexpected things like things you didn't expect to happen happen and and again it's definitely worth seeing but to me, honestly, as funny as it is, it really didn't. It didn't kind of capture the, the the spirit of the first for me. I think the first worked so much better for me because there was an outlaw spirit to it. Like it was, it was one of those things like nobody wanted to make, and because it didn't have because it didn't have a spotlight on it, it worked because they just kind of went with whatever they felt like. I think this one, I think. Uh, I think as fun and funny as it is, I think they're I think they're spending a little t- bit too much time, kind of transitioning into an X Force film, and I think that's going to be a problem. I think what make uh, what makes Wade Wilson what makes Deadpool work is he you know his anti group mentality is the fact that he wants to be a part of a group and no one will let him and there are reasons why. Like it just doesn't work out and just kind of having him. And then I understand that they, that the film has kind of a family message to it. And that actually works. I actually like how that, uh, how that worked overall in, in the Deadpool in Deadpool two. But again, as far as just overall quality, it just never really, and I never really felt that I was watching some, an evolution of something. I, n- I never really looked at it at, at the, the time I was watching it and thought, Hey, you know what? This is, this is moving forward. I thought it was a, is a really funny film. That's along the same lines as the first one. So, but believe me, if they do a Deadpool three, I'm still there in the theater. I'm absolutely there in the theater because it was, it was, in, it's still an incredibly funny movie, incredibly funny premise. And Ryan Reynolds is amazing in that role. Like he, he absolutely captures everything. That's awesome about Deadpool. So it's, it's definitely one It's definitely worth seeing. So movie stuff aside, and I know there's a lot of other news like this, like TV stuff and upfronts. And I think I'm probably going to do something, you know, separate talking about all the TV stuff that I'm looking forward to. And frankly, just kind of going into, you know, what to look forward to either uh, after, after the summer. But what I really want to talk about is, I want to thank Foamcast Radio for supporting this episode. Foamcast Radio is a new weekly podcast. It's all about Nerf blasters and related blaster toys. Uh, you can subscribe to Foamcast Radio on your podcast app or visit foamcastradio.com. Comics. Comic books. There's been a lot of really great comics coming out recently. And frankly, I think more than anything, 
I kind of want to talk about some of the great stuff that came out this week. I mean, I'm recording this on a Wednesday, so I think the, the, it's so everything is fresh because Wednesday is New Comic Book Day, so that's when new issues come out. So everything I'm talking about, I'm talking about today, is stuff that came out today. So I'm gonna, so I'm gonna go ahead and upload this tonight, so it's ready for you, and I'm gonna recommend you. These are the books I definitely recommend uh, you picking up. Now, the first one is The Van of Steel number one. And this is uh, this is Brian Michael Bendis's uh, first book uh, after leaving Marvel. He's he's taken over uh, this Superman story, and it's it's awesome. It's going to be a, a weekly event. Uh, it's great. Um, one of the things I really enjoy about it is that he's kind of taking a uh, he's taking a new approach to superman's origins and the the art by ivan reese is is amazing like if you're if if you're watching this on the youtube channel you'll see a picture of um you see a picture of one of the panels where he has uh he has firefly and killer moth in 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 his grip and you see they've brought back the the classic look including the red tights uh the the red um, you know oh do, are they underpants because they're not under so is they overpants red overpants because that's kind of what i want to call them so he's got he's he's got the red overpants, but um, it's it's a great story. Uh, it introduces a new character, and I'm gonna butcher the name, but I think it's like Ronan Gall. But it introduces a new character who has a a unique connection to the events uh, that transpired on Krypton. So I really want to see how Bendis is gonna add this character to the uh, to the mythology just kind of see where it goes because it, it's it's a definitely an interesting book for a first issue now the next book I'm going to talk about is no justice number four and uh, this one's written by uh, Scott Snyder uh, Joshua Williamson and James tiny in the fourth and it's got some amazing art by uh, Francis Manipal. Now, this is the, the, the final issue of No Justice, but it's not like the end of the story. It's kind of like the beginning of a, a series of new stories. Because I think like once this ends, it's definitely going to be um, it's going to be the, the beginning of something great. So in, in No Justice number four, you've got the teams having to head back to Earth. Because the um, the trees are growing and the the four, you know, kind of galactus-looking uh, creatures who are there to devour the planet have, you know, have surrounded the Earth, and the the teams of both heroes and villains they have to they have to come up with a pretty unique and different way of of stopping the threat of ending the threat, and then at the end. Well, the story some some really interesting dynamics begin to form with certain characters like you we see the and I don't want to give away too much but you're going to see the beginning of uh, of a classic basically a, a classic uh, team coming back you're going to see that uh, that form and and just from the entire uh, series keep an eye on Green Arrow because there's some really uh, there's some really interesting and fun things happening with him as a character that they're uh that that they're introducing that they introduced in this story that's going to go forward and uh, i'm i'm definitely interested to see 
uh, where that transition takes place. Now getting into Marvel, and I'm going to probably do another uh, comic book episode this week because there are a lot of comics I read and some some really great ones from uh, from Oni Press and Dynamite and um, and Boom Studios and Arkea. So I'm gonna, I'm going to talk about kind of all of those in one big episode. But these these are some of the ones I wanted to highlight uh, for today. So definitely one of the one of the big ones uh, this week was Amazing Spider-Man number eight hundred. And the reason why I say it was big is because one is eighty pages long. So it's a big story. It's gonna wrap. It was wrapping up a lot of things, but also it was nine ninety nine. So this is like a ten buck book for eighty pages. And I'll be honest with you, it was absolutely worth it. It was worth the money. Like they, um, it was written by Dan Slott. You had uh, art by Stuart Eminen, Nick Bradshaw, Roberto Ramos, Giuseppe Camancoli, and and Marco Smith. Like they did some amazing artwork in this book, and I and the I love all of the all of the covers for Amazing Spider-Man. I love anything with by Alex Ross. So these have been uh, absolutely amazing as well. But um, this is a great story. You've got um, you've got Spider-Man's friends, his foes, his family, like everyone rallying around him to take on the Red Goblin, which is the combination of Harry Osborn, uh, not Harry, uh, Norman Osborn, and the Carnage symbiote. So that's just a nightmare in and of itself. And it's a big story. And the fact that they have the time and, the, and they take the time to tell it in a way that keeps you engaged, but also sets up some really great stuff going forward for these characters. And even the fact that they, you know, there's a, there's a pretty tragic uh, death that happens in this uh, that happens in this book, and I'm not going to spoil it for you because I definitely want you to go ahead and read it. I want you to pick it up and read it because it's a it's a new dynamic for for Peter going forward, and there's some really interesting things happening with the Osborne family, uh, with Peter, just everything going forward. I I, I definitely recommend. Uh, picking up Amazing Spider-Man number 800. And the the final comic I'm going to talk about is uh, Daredevil number 603. Now, this one is uh, written by Charles Soule uh, with art by Mike Henderson. I love the art by Henderson in this uh, in this book. Like, everything has to just, like, just crisp lines to it. Like, everything looks like it's in motion. And I just I absolutely am in love with the artwork in this in in this in this book. Um, it's amazing. This one it takes place um, thirty six hours into not thirty six is it thirty six? I think it's sixty three. It's sixty three hours into um, Matt Murdock being the mayor of New York after uh, after Wilson Fisk is uh, assaulted by the by the hand. And what I really enjoyed about this is, is it kind of brings uh, it brings a lot of things together, a lot of different story aspects, and a lot of different compromises that Matt is going to have to make in order to kind in order to make his job as both Daredevil and the Mayor work. And part of that is he's going to have to you know team up with some people that aren't necessarily the best and. 
So he, in order to get some some generals out on the field, he's going to have to team up with some with some unsavory uh, characters. And even you know, I, I even like the fact that in the beginning of the story, you've got Electra coming back, who's trying to basically trying to leave the city because she didn't want to have anything to do with the hand or with the beast. And then how Matt convinces her to stay is uh, is by having a conversation that I really want to. Uh, I really want to hear about when it's over because it's, it seems incredibly interesting. So daredevil number six Oh three, uh, is, is a really good book is definitely one uh, I recommend. And with everything uh, you can find, uh, all these news items and, uh, movie reviews, TV reviews, uh, trailers and, and content on my website, uh, superpowered fancast which you can find at superpoweredfancast.com and you can always uh, email me uh, superpoweredfancast at gmail.com any, uh, questions, concerns uh, anything that you want to hear more about uh, anything that you like anything that you don't um, you can definitely reach me there you can also follow me on twitter at superpoweredfan and you can also find uh, news articles uh, reviews and in and uh, comic book reviews you can find on uh, Geeks Worldwide at www.vgww.com. So for episode forty-seven of the Superpowered Fancast, this is Darren signing off. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!